The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker. Um, I have it on good authority that that is true. I've got a signed affidavit to uh, show that that is who I am. Uh, and uh, all of me am that. Uh, this is the Cyphora Film Podcast and we are here to review films. I am here as always with my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello there. How are you dealing? <laughs> oh, I'm loving the fact that my speak my laptop playing up a little bit. You better beep, 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 oh, you just said you've got an affidavit or whatever you said about the fact you affidavit. That's one. An affidavit that says so, but my my speaker's cut out, so it sounded like you said you've got a friend, David. Well you've got a friend David that tells you who you are every day. I've got a few people I know called David. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't um, think any of them message you and go, you're Andy today. Well, they might. Sometimes I need reminding. I used to have a little note inside my jacket. Have my name on it. Yeah, um, to look in the pocket. So, how, <laughs> how, how, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm hating the fact the weather's changed as much as it has. I, I know this is going to make me sound really old, but it's suddenly got very cold. And it's really, yeah, really it's, annoying me. Cold and windy and wet and horrible out there in the in the good old U of K. Um, I, I have realised I have realised how old I'm getting because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like a few years ago I could go out no problem just wearing a t shirt and whatever like this. I found myself earlier going out just to the shops. I had like two two layers of trousers on my boots, uh, thick socks, <laughs> and a t shirt and a shirt, uh, my hoodie on and my coat over the top. And a woolly hat. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I've been actually been thinking I might get myself a pair of gloves. Oh, my, my hands are normally in my pockets. It's not a problem. But I've, 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 for obviously people listen to this, the fact that me and Dad have got the same sort of, there's the fact that with no hair in your head, it does get very cold. And uh, obviously mine's by choice. Um, so Wait, mine's by choice too. I shave my head. Okay. Um <laughs> right, mine's more by choice but, <laughs> but it's just it, but i've realized i did it i did it the other day and then it suddenly got really cold and i went out i went out um to the shops and to pick up my, uh, my kids from school and i sat down like my head felt like an ice cube yeah see my, my problem was the fact that my i had a receding hairline and it was receding to the point where it kind of it looked it's like Looked like it was low tide all the time. Um, <laughs> so I always, I always <laughs> the description. Uh, it wasn't the description of me. It was a, 
my my friend Nick, his description of himself, where he said he was devilishly balding and slightly handsome at the front. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that just explains a lot about Nick, really. Any road up. Right, so this week we have uh, two short films and a longer film. Um, yes, we have a horror, sci-fi and a horror. Uh, so, should we get going, shall we? Shall we, shall we, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Why, why, why the hell not? Um, so the first film is a short horror film from 2019, and it is called Casting Couch. Uh, this is done from Cine Sisters Productions, who I only discovered recently. Um, and this actually was the last film that's on their on their YouTube channel. But we're going to have to do some of their others because they do some really good stuff. Um, it was written by Millie Sanders, directed by Matt Thyssen and Justin Lee. And the cast is Jesse Foundry, Foudry, Millie Sanders, Dave Stambra, uh, Sarah Numi, uh, Yasmin Saheed, Tyler Rick, Richmeyer, uh, Rachel Benzira and David Bishk. The synopsis for this film says, Since the dawn of Hollywood, an evil has been lurking in the shadows, feeding off the insecurities of auditioning actors and actresses. It has grown stronger over the decades, consuming hopes and dreams with reckless abandon. But in 2019, has it finally met its match? Dun, dun, dun. So what did you think? like to add a little disclaimer to this. Do not just Google casting catch. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go much into it because I don't know the age range people are listening to this. Just, just take on my word, don't. Um, especially if you've got a safety filter on because it sent my internet wild. But I, I, I liked the beginning part of this. Mm. Like, the way that it was set throughout a different time period and the way that they done it, I thought was very well done. It did sort of then sort of become more of a comedy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was, don't be wrong, it didn't take away from the film for me. I still found it quite funny and I still liked it. But I think there were parts of it just tried a little bit too hard to be a comedy rather than a horror bit. I think, yeah, I think the thing was they were trying to put over a serious message the comedy horror film yeah um for me i don't know i don't think that the the humor watered down the message and i it no. maybe yeah i know what you mean it was trying a bit hard in a few places but i think sometimes comedy is very difficult to to get right and the other thing about it is it's very subjective even more than horror and drama because of the fact that what one person finds really funny Another person will will really not find funny at all. I mean, we've proved that already. Or, or, yeah, you know, we, we, I, I can, you know, if you anyone's listened to any of the episodes of my other podcast, they can see immediately that there are some things that I do not find funny. Um, but I mean, this is it's 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 subtitled an audition horror short, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really like it because one of the things I like is there is this this kind of 
this Hollywood story about the casting couch and the, and the directors using that to lure innocent victims into their webs and all that sort of thing. And with 19, uh, 2019 was the kind of time when they were doing the whole sort of Me Too movement yeah. and all that kind of thing. So this was a quite an important kind of serious state mm. message. And, that, and I think it does it well. But, yeah, I do get what you're saying about the comedy element being a bit too... A bit too um, overdone in a few places. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. I really like the film. I thought it's a very well made film. And uh, as you see, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like the bit at the beginning where they've got all the different actresses and actors from different sort of time periods going through the same kind of audition office. That was really clever. What I liked, what I like about it as well, actually, is the fact that this for me, could actually be split into two films. Or could have, could have been done both ways, sorry. They could have made this film, they left this film exactly where it is, even just shortened it down yeah. to just that first bit and then where it comes up with the scene. It would have been perfect because it is the same thing. It's that same that same message, the fact that there's this darkness behind everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's been stretching back. It's not just... It's not like I'm, I'm trying to be horrible to people that are doing stuff nowadays. But it's not just a modern thing. No, it's not just people pushing their luck. It's not just dark people now or people sort of trying to push their luck. It's it's been going on for a long time. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the and, whole... it's, and it's got to the point now where people are starting to listen. But yeah. when it started, like they chose in this video back when, like sort of black and white video of this, it wasn't it wasn't sort of believed that much because of the fact that people were like yeah whatever. And it, it's only say now recently, sort of two like early late nineties, two thousands, where people have gone, maybe we should listen. Yeah, and that's what they actually put that over in this film. I really, I don't like that. Yeah, I oh, know. I agree. I agree. I think it's. I mean, it's a good story. It's well written. It's well. I think it's well made. I. I yeah. I think some of it could have been done a little bit differently. Um, but I. I really liked it. I really thought it was. It was good. And I think. Looking at a lot of their other films, they do have this thing of putting over these kind of uh, these messages in a kind of um, slightly comedic way, but it doesn't really, for me, detract from the message. It's it's still there isn't there isn't anything I've seen on there that makes me think, oh, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm, this is making it all very silly and it's not making the me the point they're trying to make. You know what I, what I thought about it is the fact that it's. It was almost like you get to the end of the film and it uh, the the whole message, like you said, it doesn't take away from the film. It doesn't like distract from it. But you sit at the end of it and go, uh, and you actually realise that what they're trying to say. It's not like you get halfway through it and go, oh, get to the end of it. It's like, right, you you sort of you got you got your money's worth out of that. You carried it on. You sort of drained it dry. But it was that, at the end of it, they got you got to it. And you're like, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Now it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's over and done with. Carry on. It's now okay. It is the fact that people are taking note of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like it. Though. I really thought it was good. It was good. good. Mm. Okay, on to the second short film. The second short film is uh, from 2018. Although disclaimer, as we've always put on here, yes. it's on dust, and sometimes the date that they have on there is just the date that it's got up on dust, rather than the date that it was actually made. Could have been um, made ages before, or even ages after. I thought you didn't believe in time travel. 
I don't believe in time travel. Okay, I was just wanted to see if anyone was going to pay attention. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a film from 2018, as I say, uh, called Home, uh, and it is on Dust. Uh, written, directed, and edited by Blake Calhoun, uh, and the cast is Melanie Murkowski and Josh Roberts. They're the two main cast members. Uh, the synopsis for this film, I am going to shorten slightly from the one that is on the film on YouTube because it's about three pages long. Uh, and I've, I mean, this is long enough as it is, but I, I've, I've kind of paraphrased a few bits and sort of shortened it up a bit. Um, the other thing is, if you read the full synopsis, then you don't really need to watch the film that much. No. But, <laughs> I have found that a lot with a lot of dust stuff when they put it up. Just the fact that it sort of describes the whole film. You're like, okay, I don't want to watch it now because I know what's yeah. So the synopsis says, uh, 24 years ago, Terry's 11-year-old sister went missing and never came back. The newspapers all said she was abducted. The trauma of that event haunts Terry to this very day, but not because her sister's gone, but because Terry didn't get to go with her. She didn't get to go back home. Today, she receives a signal that she believes is from her sister and her home planet. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad film. Um, I did think it was a bit too long, a bit over long. Yeah. Um, the, the thing it doesn't tell you in the, in the synopsis, which I think uh, should really be said, is the fact that although Terry's 11-year-old sister went missing, she was actually... Uh, the one that went missing was one of triplets. They, there were three of them, all identical triplets. Yeah. Um, which is, is not explained in that, but it's, it's there you go. Um, well, to be honest, it's not actually explained in the film until, unless you're paying proper attention. Yeah. It, it's and not, read the newspaper article. Yeah, it's not really spelt out that well in the film. No. It kind of becomes... It becomes obvious at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, the effects are pretty good. Mm. The effects are good. And I think the idea is really good. I think it's a great idea, the fact that, you know, that, that these three girls don't actually come from here and they're being taken home. It didn't do that much for me as a film, to be honest. It wasn't bad. It's, it's not a bad film. It's, it's you know, but it, it's a bit long and it's a bit kind of like, yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, and no, I'll give you a minute. I, I see. I liked, I liked the science behind the films. Obviously, they show the whole work, her, her working out of obviously making sure that the, the shape was the right size and the right place and everything like that. And yeah. I like the fact they showed that. But yeah, I agree with you. It it seemed it seemed to draw itself out a lot more. It sort of could have been shortened down a lot for what I think. And I, to be honest, the, the actual part of it I liked more was just her when it was just in silence and her working it out and the husband sitting on the bed and reading through the article i preferred more because you're sort of having to piece it together yeah and, it, yeah, and yeah. It, it was just silence there wasn't any talking i think well, that's I mean, what made it i was going to say it's another one of these films that we've come across where there isn't much in the way of dialogue at all and and uh it kind of it works really well it's it's uh it's an interesting thing. Is that the short films quite often work really well with with no dialogue. Yeah, 
I wonder if you could do a whole feature film like that. That'd be an interesting one. Well, we, we've seen a feature film where someone doesn't talk the whole way through it. Yeah. A big but, actor, but... But I'm just thinking a feature film where nobody talks the way through it. There's no dialogue at all. Silent movies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, th- I still think I, mean, I think it's not a bad movie. I think it's it's uh, a sci-fi movie. Go, we've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse. Short movies. Definitely true. <laughs> um, I mean, it's you know, it's not as bad as some of the short short sci-fi films we've seen. It's not as good as others. I, I, I'm kind of torn, really, because it, it's not bad, but it's, no. It's- it's not. It's, uh, it's weird. It's not a bad film. If it, it's it's a weird thing to say. And I was fit, just literally just thinking about it. if it was put out on any other per, like anyone else had put it out. Like if it had been put out, say like they'd put done it privately. I think it probably would have. I wouldn't have felt such weird, so weird about it because of the fact that Dust endorsed it and they put money to it. It's almost like the sort of. It's a bit sort of yeah, it's a naff because of the fact that. The other stuff that they've endorsed and they've put money towards. Yeah, no. And it's just it's it's really weird. It's it's horrible to say because don't be wrong. The film's a, it's a good idea, but I think if if they'd done it themselves, it might have been a bit bit of a better review. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's difficult to tell really. I might. I mean, it'd be nice to see some other stuff by the same people to see what other stuff they what other things they. Down and what other ideas they've got, and that's something. Yes. But uh, there you go. Right, so on to our feature film now. Once again, as we seem to be stuck in the eighties this this season, uh, for some reason we seem to be quite happily <laughs> stuck in the eighties. Uh, we're going to nineteen eighty seven, and a f- anthology, as they're called now, anthology film called "From a Whisper to a Scream." Yeah. Now, this was uh, directed by Jeff Burr. He was also one of the writers, but I'll go through his directing stuff first. Uh, this was his first feature film. Uh, he did some TV and short films in the uh, 80s, 90s and 2010s. He also directed uh, Stepfather 2, Make Room for Daddy in 1989, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 in 1990, Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings, 1993. Puppet Master 4 in 1993, which went straight to video. Puppet Master 5 in 1994, which went straight to video. Night of the Scarecrow, which I didn't for some reason write down a date for, but never mind. Uh, must have been probably 1995 or 6. Uh, Johnny Misto, Boy Wizard, 1997, which went straight to video. Spoiler, in 1998. Werewolf, The Werewolf Reborn. 1998, Phantom Town, 1999, which went straight to video, The Boy with X-Ray Eyes in 1999, Straight Into Darkness, 2004, Frankenstein and the Werewolf in 2005, Devil's Den, 2006, Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec Mummy in 2007, Resurrection in 2010, Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre in 2018, and American Resurrection in 2022. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, now, on the writing side, 
He wrote The Boy with X-ray Eyes in 1999 and Straight into Darkness in 2004. Uh, the other writers, we have C. Courtney Joyner, who also writes under the name of Gene Yarborough. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Did some TV and short stuff in the 2000s. Uh, also had to do with the writing of Prison in 1987, Class of 1999 in 1990, Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge in 1991, which went straight to video, Dr. Mordred in 1992, Trances 3 in 1992, Lurking Fear 1994, Veronica 2030 in 1999, Nautilus in the, two, in the year 2000, Devil's Prey in 2001, Trancers 6 in 2002, which went straight to video, Mega Scorpions in 2003, <laughs> Puppet Master The Legacy in 2003, which went straight to video, Tomb of Terror in 2004, which went straight to video, and Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys in 2004. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other writer was Darren Scott. Uh, did some TV short stuff in 2010s and 2020s. Who wrote uh, Tales from the Heat, Tales from the Hood in 1995, Dark House in 2009, Tales from the Hood 2 in 2018, <coughs> went straight to video, American Nightmares in 2018, and Tales from the Hood 3 in 2020, which went straight to video. There was also another guy who wrote some parts for this called Mike Malone who has done nothing else in the way of writing because he normally works for the art department. So I don't quite know what he wrote for this, but there you go. Uh, the cast. Now, the cast. Let's start off with Vincent Price. Yes. Now, I'm not going to read through a list of all of the films Vincent oh. Price is in. If you wish to have a listen to a full list of all the films Vincent Price is in, please... Check out uh, episode 19 of season three of this uh, podcast where we did the the Dr. Fibes films and you will have a complete list of all of the films he's been in. That episode is just the films he's been in. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I mean, it's a review of two of his films with just a list of all the films he's been in. Uh, now I didn't do all of the list of the, all of the the cast of this because there's actually forty nine people listed on IMDb, so yeah, um, I went through some of the main ones and I will make a comment about a couple of other things. But uh, Clue, that's how you say Clue Kulaga, Clue Gulaga. I'll try that again. Clue Gulaga. Uh, it's a TV short stuff in the 50s, 70s, 80s and 2000s. He was in A Force of One in 1979, The Initiation in 1984, Return of the Living Dead in 1985, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge in 1985, Hunter's Blood 1986, The Hidden 1987, Teen Vamp in 1989, The Willies in 1990, which went straight to video. Puppet Master 5 in, 2000, in uh, sorry, 1994, which went straight to video. Jacqueline Hyde, 2005, which went straight to video. Do you get that? Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Feast in 2005. Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds in 2008, which went straight to video. 
Feast 3, The Happy Finish, in 2009, which went straight to video, Piranha 3DD in 2012, and Children of the Corn Runaway, which was 2018, which went straight to video. Uh, then we have Terry Kaiser, who did some TV short stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 2000s. He was also in Looker in 1981, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood in 1988, Dead Star in 2009, Mask Maker 2011, Speed Demons 2012, Vampire Riders, that's with a Z, 2013, and Rose Blood, a Friday the 13th fan film in 2021. <laughs> Interesting. It's always find people who've been in the films being in the fan films, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, then we have Henry Caesar, who did some TV and short stuff in the 70s and 80s. Now, he's only been in two films. He was in Retribution in 1987 and Stranded in 1987. And we have Rosalind Cash, who was in TVs and shorts in the 80s and 90s. She was in The Amiga Man in 1971. Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, 1976. <laughs> this film, film is absolutely brilliant. This next one, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension uh, in 1984. It's a great film. Uh, Death Spar in 1988 and Tales from the Hood in 1995. Then oh, we yeah. have Cameron Mitchell. Did some TV and short stuff in the 50s, 70s, and 80s. Cameron Mitchell may be known to quite a few people who are of an older persuasion, has playing um Uncle Buck in the High Chaparral for many years on television. Um he did lots of westerns when he was starting out. Uh, but anyway, as far as the stuff we're concerned goes, uh, although I will make a comment about one thing in a minute. Um, oh dear. <laughs> he, he, did, he did a film. He did Flight to Mars in 1951, Island of the Doomed in 1967, Autopsia di un Fantasima in 1968, which was obviously so good they didn't even bother doing an English translation of it. Mm. Uh, Nightmare in Wax in 1969, The Dream of Hamish Mose in 1969, Haunts in 1976. The Swarm in 1978, Island of the Fishmen in 1979, Supersonic Man in 1979, The, the Silent Scream in 1979, The Demon 1979, Without Warning 1980, Captive 1980, Frankenstein Island in 1981, uh, Raw Force 1982, Bloodlink 1982, Night Train to Terror 1985, Mutant War in 1988, which went straight to video. Space Mutiny in 1988. Traps <laughs> Alive in 1988. Memorial Valley Massacre in 1989. Terror Night 1989. Demon Cop in 1990. And Jacko in 1995. Now, this man who started out playing, uh, doing Western roles, mainly sort of cowboys and things like that, who did... Um, in most of the, a lot of the films he was in, he played a cop. Yeah, in some of the horror films and all that sort of thing, he played a cop or or a, or a, a, a a soldier of some kind. But apparently, this is the thing that freaked me out completely. Nineteen fifty-seven, <laughs> a 
historical, a, a biblical epic film called The Robe came out. Yeah. And he provided the voice for Jesus. Completely uncredited, but he provided the voice for Jesus in that film, which is so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> That's thrown me that as what? <laughs> no. Uh, there we have we have uh, Susan Tyrell uh, did some TV and short stuff in the 70s, 80s, 90s and 2000s. She was also in Bad in 1977, Forbidden Zone in 1980, Butcher Baker, Butcher, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker in 1981, What's Up Hideous Sun Demon in 1983. It was just a voice of a rabbit in that, apparently. Um, I think it was <laughs> that she was playing this kind of Bugs Bunny part in horror film. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Rockula in 1990. Digital Man in 1995. The Devil's Due at Midnight in 2004, which went straight to video. Uh, the Boneyard Collection in 2008. Uh, then we have Martin Bezik. Who did some TV and short stuff in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. He was in Dr. Jekyll's <coughs> Sister Hyde in 1971, Seizure in 1974, Cyclone 1987, Trances 2 in 1991, Evil Spirits 1991, Critters 4 in 1992, which went straight to video, Night of the Scarecrow 1995, House of Gorgon 2019. Cowgirls versus pterodactyls in 2021, just the voice that was there, and Saturnalia in 2022. Oh my god! Uh, we have Ron Brooks, who did some TV and short stuff in the 80s. The only other film we did apart from this that we would be interested in is Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 in 1990. Um, now that, that's all I've done of the main cast. There are there are some others, and the only one that really I I was interested in at all is there's one of the short stories, and she's set a, in a sort of carnival yeah. uh, thing, and the guy who plays the um, the uh, I don't know what the correct term is now um, nowadays uh, the the dwarf the the, the the yeah the the yeah the person the dwarf person, the person of, of person of of shorter stature or whatever you want to call them uh was also in uh the the film 1940s film with todd browning's freaks which uh was a it's a great film if you've never seen freaks it's a brilliant film to watch it is um so the synopsis for this story according to imdb uh, which doesn't actually fit the story at all to be honest oh. with you is in a small text in a small tennessee town a historian relates four horror stories to a reporter yeah now what that doesn't tell you is that the reporter has just seen the historian's daughter be put to death for murder yeah and the historian He's not just telling her for relating four horror stories. He's telling her the story of the town. Yeah, I, I would say there's if if you want a proper, obviously that's one through the whole thing, but a proper synopsis sort of idea of what this film is, it's probably best actually going on Wikipedia. I know that's probably is that could be adapted by anyone, but it's actually so close. But it does tell you the entire story, so you don't. Yeah, you know. I know, but <laughs> if that that the prologue bit actually is more of a description to that than what. True, true. 
So what did you think? That I'm in two, uh, I say this all the time, but I'm in two minds about this. Right. Mainly because of the fact that I was really hyped up about the fact that it was a Vincent Price film, even though he's actually technically only in it for about 10 minutes altogether. But I don't know, I, I liked it in parts, I think. There's, mm. a, there's a couple of them, there's one of the, um, as I work, one of the, um, anthology films like the, the actual first one Stan, the Stanley one mm. it, it I get the fact that they were telling the story and I get the fact that it's, it's meant to be grosser but it freaked me out more because of what was going on in it yeah yeah. but other than that I, I did like this film I, did, I think it's a very very well done film um, it's a very good way of um just showing the sort of history of what's gone on in the town. Yeah. Without actually going sort of, oh, back in that day, this is just telling stories of one person, but then obviously explaining a bit more about the area. Yeah. I think that's very well done. It's just, it's, it's very weird though, to have so many different types of ideas in one film. Because obviously they've got, like, like I said, Stanley is got the sort of mutant well yeah. kind of, kind of what it would be classed as if it was a zombie or just a mutant or what i don't know and then obviously you've got the sort of uh voodoo side of it as well yeah. from the next one and then the other bits and it's it's very weird to sort of especially for me to see a film from like the 80s and early 90s sort of to have a such a wide range of things put into it it's normally sort of a focused idea especially for anthology films it's normally sort of around one sort of area of horror yeah i do know what you mean <laughs> it's, it's, it, it reminds me a bit of some of the older anthology films when they used to do that a bit more uh sort of like it was just it was just a random selection of short stories put together basically yeah. but, um i mean this isn't the best anthology film i've ever seen no but it works well within the co the context of what the story is about. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. The the first one uh, is is more than a little disturbing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but and, and the effects aren't necessarily the best they could have been. But I liked it. I really liked like I liked watching it. It's, it's bizarre. Maybe I think there's more more disturbing about me than I thought. Um, but I think all of the, all of the stories have a kind of disturbing quality to them. There's something about them that's just not quite. It, it's a bit more than you expect from the story. Yeah, it's what I like about it as well. About it is the fact that they're not all at the same point. If you go, I mean, yeah. like obviously Stanley, you put it sort of at the end. Well, it's, it's sort of all the way through it actually, I suppose. But the next one, which is the was it on the run bit or whatever it was, like when they're talking about the gangster. Guy, that's more sort of that sort of shock factor at the end yeah. of what's going on, and the same with the other bits as well. There's, there's sort of the next the one after that. Sort of again, it's a bit of a shocking thing the whole way through the way the uh, carnival one, but yeah, it's sort of whole way through. But again, it's shock right. Sort of there's one in the middle and one at the end to it, and then the last one, 
it's sort of again stuck in the middle, the sort of shock bit to, factor to it. But it's it's sort of obvious the whole way through, and it just makes it that more shocking. Yeah, I mean, as I said, there are they've all got bit sort of disturbing qualities to them, bits to them. I, I, some of the effects, I like, I love, I love all of the stories, and I think the effects are good. Um, <laughs> When you think about the age of the film, when you think about what they could do and couldn't do at the time, I think the effects are pretty good. There are a few that are not quite as good as others, but on the whole, I think that the effects are really good and they work really well. Um, my favourite one, I think, is the last story. Oh, what the the one about the, the one about the, the, the civil war, the civil war, and I don't know why, but I just I I really. I found that really fascinating, that whole thing. And I think maybe it was, and that's very disturbing as well, but I think that's mainly because of the fact that it's got so many, it's like children yeah. in it doing the, the things that you would normally yeah. see children do. I've got to admit, that's, it's one thing I have realised since, especially since having kids of my own and stuff like that, I used to be able to watch films or go, oh yeah, that's funny because there's kids in it. But yeah. nowadays I sort of sit there and go, especially with, it's weird as well now for a lot of stuff that's going on nowadays. But to sit and actually go, these kids have had to do this. Yeah. Especially, like, obviously, now there's a lot more stuff for kids in films and stuff like young adults and all that in films that's a lot more protective of them, of their mental health and stuff like that. But to do a film like this that early on, yeah, where you've literally got to set fire to someone and the kid that made it look like he pulled someone's eye out and tried to put it into his friend's head. Must have terrified him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's one like... I've said this before, like, with a lot of kids' things, I, I may, I'm I in awe sometimes of tr uh, children actors, especially when they're they're really good. But the fact that these, these kids have had to do what they do, or what they've done in this film, and it's sort of at a time when no one really cared anyway if they didn't like it. Well, yeah, but to be able to do it as as well as they did, yeah, especially the lead child in this. It, I mean, it has got some, as I say, it's 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 quite a hell of a, a lot of stuff for them to to do. It's uh, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I sometimes worry about myself when I when I say these things on here. But I actually enjoyed watching this film. Yeah, and I would be quite happy to watch it again. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to actually watch it again with a group of friends. We just sit around and watch it. It'd just be fun to watch with a group of people who could just yeah. enjoy it and kind of. I will say. I will say my I. There were parts of the film that I saw talking about, but none as much as the last bit with uh, Vincent Price. Yeah. That he's sitting there talking to the reporter and she's she's sad about how dark it is and the the the, the slight I'm not slight, but the the very obvious winks, HP Lovecraft and yeah. all the all of the, everyone that they mentioned in this film. And to have Obviously, he wasn't. He was at the time, but now to have such an iconic horror actor turn around and go, "They're my masters. They're they're, yeah, yeah. they're the ones that basically taught him everything." 
And I just see that just the fact that they make all their comments in this and actually sort of do a big sort of say hello to them because of the fact yeah, that yeah. they, if it wasn't for their ideas and their their minds, then there was a bit, there was a lot of these films that probably wouldn't ever be made. Absolutely, yeah. That I will say that there is a slight sort of show to it in the in the um, uh, what's it called in the carnival one, but actually it's called Love Lovecraft Carnival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There is a lot. There is a lot of this that I think probably would be better if it didn't come from their minds. But I don't know. It's... What I would say is that the the one the one effect in the entire film that I was a little bit more kind of oh dear, that's not good about was right at the end when she puts this knife into. Vincent Price's neck, and the one that's sticking out of his neck is so obviously rubber. Yeah, because <laughs> it's sitting there going. Blah, 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 blah. One oh, thing's funny though is the fact that a lot of people, both before and after this film, all know that if you do damage to the throat, you can't talk. <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, he has a knife put through his throat and is dying, <laughs> yet still manages to say, "Welcome to Old Town." Like, it's poetic, poetic license. Yeah, but it's. But again, it's really me <laughs> watching a horror film with Vincent Price eyes. It's it's it doesn't feel right knowing that he died at the end of it. It's but, not real, you know. <laughs> no, it's not real. I'm I'm glad it's not real. But <laughs> again, I just I think this is such a great film it to is, have done. It's a good. It's, it's. It's. I'm glad we watched it because I've never seen this one before either. So I'm really glad I watched it because it's, it's got some good stuff in it, and I, it, it was fun to watch. It was an enjoyable, an enjoyable watch as far as a horror film goes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fun. So there we go. We had uh, Casting Couch, which uh, is is it's a good watch. Good film to watch, and it's got a message behind it, which is, you know, behind it. Um, then we've got uh, Home, which was not a bad film, but I, I personally think it was a bit overlong, but it's well, worth a look. And then, uh, we have, um, From a Whisper to a Scream, which I personally really enjoyed, and I would quite happily sit and watch again. So, I recommend it. Anybody out there who's into 80s horror movies if you haven't seen this one go and watch it because i think you'll love it yeah it's, it's it's a very good way to spend almost two hours i would i've been watching, watching a lot of films over the last three years we've done this yeah where i've sat there and gone oh i really wish i could i really a couple of times where i actually wish that i believed in time travel <laughs> or i could go back and go don't watch it just don't but i say this i i genuinely loved well, next week we have uh, two shorts and along again. Um, and next week's feature film is a science fiction film, um, which, um, strangely enough, comes from the 1980s. Uh, and it's a film called Extro, which is uh, mm. different. <laughs> well, that that always worries me when you pause like that and try to think of a word to explain it. Well, I, I must admit, I I haven't seen this film. I oh. I know of it. 
but I haven't seen it. Yeah, that, that, that very that always worries me. Like, especially it worries me more with films that you've seen when you try to explain it, and you're like, mm, "Wow!" And I'm like, "Oh, great! This is gonna." Oh. We've only got. Uh, we've Don't got. Say it. Don't say it until we've got until Christmas. We've got three more normal um, episodes. Oh dear. And then we have our Christmas special, which will be interesting to say the least. Yes. I've already worked out what we're doing for the Christmas special. So <laughs> Yeah, not the fact that you have had this plan since the beginning of the year. Oh, of course. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I have planned and replanned these episodes a, a number of times. <laughs> um for different reasons, some of them because of the fact that the films are no longer available on YouTube, some of them because of the fact that I chose a film which I watched, we worked, it worked out was the version on YouTube was in such an awful condition. It was so, yeah. so dreadful. I mean, that was what happened with the Tokyo Door <laughs> Police. I was so looking forward to watching yeah, it. Yeah, I've got me. I was, I was the same. So looking forward to that. I started watching it and I was like, I've seen better quality looking through paint. Yeah, it was I, just, it was so annoying. Couldn't see what was going on at all. So that we had to scrap that idea. Um, so, yeah, maybe what we'll do is uh, we'll try something different next year. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Let's get this year done and out of the way first. Uh, so, thank you, um, Scott. Well, I was going to say before you say thank you, I do want to, I know you, it's bigging up you a little bit, but I want to say thank you to the film Lunchbox. Um, for anyone that doesn't know or has, hasn't listened to the other ones, then obviously you need to go back and listen to them. But um, the film Lunchbox have helped Dad and John Provolavis, who we've, we've had interviews with and we've done reviews, um, put their film out onto, well, to the to the world for you lot to see. And I, I want to say, from me, I, I appreciate it because of the fact that it shows a lot of what they think of the film for a start. The yeah. fact that they put it on their platform and help push it out, and I ha- people need to go out and watch it. If, if this is now your time to now go and watch it and see the fact that me and Simon weren't just trying to boost people up and sort of make John and Dad have big heads. We genuinely like the film, and go and let us know what you think because or it will do great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, big thank you to to Deformed Lunchbox. They don't really they they they've done really proud on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, go and check it out. Well, we, we, I will uh, deform. We, we subscribe to Deform Lunchbox's um, yes. uh, uh, channel, the, the uh, production company does, and my myself, I do on, on YouTube. Yep. Uh, Same here. And, yeah, uh, yeah say, they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Look out for deformed lunchbox. We've we've reviewed a number of their films and put links up to their yeah. to their. Uh, website or to their YouTube channel. So go and check out their films. Go and check out the Hand at Fiji, which has just gone up today. And uh, let us know what you think of everything. Yep. And, uh, and uh, yes, thank you for that, Scott. That's really good of you. Um, so uh, we will be back next week. A bit more of the same, only different. I was going to say more of the same. Well, we're watching the same films again. More of the... Then watch the same films again and see if we get a different reaction. More of a similarity. <laughs> more of a similar... Simile? Similar, similar, similar. More of a simile? More of a simile. Simulation. 
simulation, more of a simulation, more of a simian. More, hang on. <laughs> more of a simian. More, more of a simpleton. Yes, that's, that's probably more like it. Yeah, we're going to be back with more of a simpleton. <laughs> During the meanwhile, um, have a good time. Be good to yourself and others. I'll and be good to others, then just ignore them. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, don't get caught. Oh, you said it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, if people get in trouble, they'll blame us. I've been blamed for a lot. <laughs> yes, so thank you very much, and everybody. Thank you very much, and everybody, for... <laughs> The feeling of there, and when you get down to the whole, it gets into your ears and seeps out your nose a bit. Um, but don't worry about it because it'll all come out in the wash. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. Sci-Fora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.